0: we have some passages scriptures this morning and i want to talk to us about god's family table god's family table this beautiful passage of scripture in psalms 23 you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over israel making a personal statement. Yes, they spoke against God. They spoke against God when they said, or they questioned God's ability. That's right. When the people questioned God's ability to prepare a table in the midst of the wilderness and how many know what wilderness is it's a desert place it's a it's a place of extreme lack it's a place uh, you don't like it invariably there's a lot of heat lack of water and all those things speak of those things that are kind of essential they're essential And the wilderness had got to them. And so they questioned whether or not God could prepare a table in the wilderness. David says that God can prepare a table right in the midst of your enemies. Well, the wilderness would be an enemy of the flourishing of life. Not much much grows, not much is fruitful. And so I've titled this message this morning no more cheese and crackers no more cheese and crackers let's first of all talk about the table the table in in every culture is very important you have a table It may be one table or two tables, but just depending on the meal, what you call that table. The breakfast table, the lunch table, or the supper table. Each one indicating what type of meal, basically the time of day, and the spread that would be on that table. The table is really significant. In a nutshell, the table speaks that it's the center of life, it's the heart of the home, it's the gathering place, it's a place that you receive nutrition, restoration. Familiarization. You celebrate a place of interactiveness. The Bible says that God's table is a table of life, a table of life. The table itself has an idea, represents, you know, it's a, it's a place, you know what I mean, that, that you know, uh, our differences are not brought to the surface. They, we let them go. It's a place of unity. It's a place of sweetness, the sweetness of life a particular season our celebration holiday that we have is thanksgiving and it's a it is a climax a culmination of you know the fruits of the year at the table in communion it's a celebration of of something that's complete Place of renewal and strength, a place of fellowship. And Psalms 23 says it's also a place of anointing. A place of anointing. Table. Now, prepares a table. Now, it's not the furniture, although that is that has its place of setting, but it's what's on the table that we go there for. Think about it. The psalmist David says and points out that God is a generous host. you who's the table preparer? Who is the one that has determined the menu? Who has set? The table. He says, God has. God has. A table, he says, that is specifically prepared for you. He has you in mind. He has us in mind. Think about it. You prepare a table for us. This journey that has been taking place, that's exact its toll. It's had its moments, but it also has had its Moments that we don't really like. In Isaiah 55, God offers an invitation to his table. Psalms 23 says God has prepared. Isaiah 55 says God has invited us. Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come by and eat. Yes, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? How many know that bread signifies the staff of life? Wages for what does not satisfy. Listen to me carefully. Eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. This is the table. Incline your ear, come to me here, and your soul shall live. This table is about your soul. This table is about your life before death. God has not only provided for life after death. He has generously and powerfully provided for life before death. Hallelujah. I'll make another covenant with you, even the sheer mercies of David. Number one in Psalms 23 It reveals your value. That you have an incredible value to the shepherd. The journey that has many stops and many variables to it also has a table. Psalms 23 reveals to us the tenderness of the shepherd in his faithful provision. The writer of Psalms 23 is the one that also penned, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread at the table. Psalms 23 shows to us the power of the host. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. We should not say, Is God able to provide a table in the wilderness? We should say, God is able. To provide a table in the wilderness. His presence. He's telling us that our enemies cannot deprive us of God's overflow. They can't do it. The enemies cannot prevent God blessing us. Can't do it. He says that, and this is what you want, you got to capture, church, is that we look for the table. Or we look for the absence of trouble to discover the table. And God says, you need to look for the table in the presence of trouble. Yeah. Good. When you have lack, look for the table. When you're confused... When you're alarmed, look for the table. When your enemies rise against you, look for the table. Hallelujah. A table that God has in the presence of problems and opposition. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Let me call your attention to a story in the Bible. His name is Mephibosheth. He's of the lineage of Saul. Saul has just been dethroned. David has taken his place as the king. The customary thing is that when there was a change of kings that the new king would kill all the offspring of the old king. Well, in this transition and and in this scattering There was a little boy about five years old, and his nurse began to run to try to save his life. And as she was running, she tripped and fell, and the little guy was wounded in such a way that it impaired his walking. The scene opens shortly after that, and asks the question: King David asked, "Is there any of the house of Saul that I might show kindness to?" There's a servant that used to serve the house of Saul is still, you know, uh, in David's kingdom, and he said, "Yeah, there's there's one." He mentions his name, and he, he discovers where he's at. and uh, He's in a place called Lodibar, which means a place of no pasture. There's nothing. He doesn't have an inheritance. He really doesn't have a place in the kingdom. He's just kind of in hiding, hoping for the best. The effects of this had so damaged him that when he spoke of himself, he said, I'm just a dog. Remember the story that Jesus said, or the woman said, when she was asking something from the Lord's table? He said, the dogs even get to have some crumbs. To give you a picture how, you know, low he had felt and how it was just scraps he was existing on. But then we discover that he is sought out. Isn't there one that I can show kindness to? The house of Jonathan. You're familiar with the relationship of David and Jonathan. Jonathan, of course, is Saul's son, who Saul had hoped to take over the kingdom. And yet, Jonathan understood that David was the next king, and their relationship was so close, so powerful. Friend and Jonathan saved Meshibetheth's life not just from death, but life before death. And so David makes this invitation. Here's some words from him in 2 Samuel 9, 7. As he is invited, you can imagine the fear that goes through his mind. Death is the probability. But David sends a message. Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness. Kindness. For Jonathan, your father's sake. You and I have a Jonathan. His name is Jesus. And everything that the Father does, the invitation, the table that He, that he gives, is all because we have a friend in Jesus. Notice that he says, and will restore to you all the land of Saul. Saul was the king. You shall eat bread at my table continually. You will be as one of the king's own sons it wasn't an ordinary table we are invited to a table that hasn't been set by humanity or just humans, excuse me, has been set by humanity. But it's been set by God the Father. In Jesus is our Jonathan. I will have mercy, I will restore and you will be as one of my sons, and you shall eat at my table continually." This is not a one-time gather at the table. This is gather at the table continually. He restored the Father's house and property He was given assistance, workers to help him. Oh, hallelujah. When they sent the Holy Spirit, he says, I'm going to give you someone that'll help you work the land. I'm going to give you someone to help you bring the crops in. Whenever Jonathan, excuse me, whenever Mephibosheth was away from the king's table, his lameness could be heard and was apparent. But whenever he sat at the king's table, he was covered and nobody knew he was lame because he was lame from a fall. Mm-hmm. But he was restored at the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thou preparest today we are forming the presence of enemies. When you take the journey in Psalms 23, it's there at the table that the damage of yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's there. The restoration comes and takes place. The table. God wants you to know this morning that at the table that your infirmities are covered behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us God is not looking at your lameness God sits at the table and looks at you as one of his own. How many know that kids have a priority? And that's the reason for family is you have a priority. You do good. To others, and but there's nothing like being family. Yeah. To others, you will help. To family, you will give everything. Yeah. I don't know about you. Well if I'm poor, it's because I give it all to my family. (laughs) No greater joy. Oh, hallelujah. And I'm not saying I'm poor. I'm not rich. Well, no. Let the poor say I'm rich. I'm rich. (laughs) Yeah. I think you understand what we're talking about when we talk about riches. Because, you see, this is life before death. So your infirmities are... They're covered. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of things yet to unravel and yet we don't know about, but right now, you know what I mean? You can sit at the table as a son of God because you have a Jonathan. His name is Jesus. And for Jesus' sake, God the Father says, I'm going to give mercy. And I'm gonna restore what has been lost. Sounds like a familiar scripture from Joel and also Acts chapter 2. At that table, there's restoration, realignment, and renewal according to 1 Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, non-defiled, that does not fade away. We do have some reservations in heaven, how be it, but who are kept now by the power of God. Years ago, this is a story, a true story. Way before that, we had flights that could take you across the world and everything was primarily done by cruises or ship. I don't think they were, you know, carnival cruises and stuff like that. I think they were, you know, cargo ships (laughs) by and large. Uh, 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 But for the sake of the story, you know, we're going to think of the carnival or disney all right and and anyway this man would work hard and he had saved every penny so he could just buy a ticket to to get to america this trip took about three weeks to get across the ocean. And so this man, he he went out and bought a suitcase and he filled it full of cheese and crackers, because that's all he could afford. Once on board, all the passengers went to this large dining room to eat their gourmet meals, and this man would find himself a corner. He'd sit down and eat his cheese and crackers, and this happened day after day yet he could smell the delicious food in the dining room that was coming through and he heard the reports of the amazingness of, of what was in the dining room he even talked about how they were so full and sometimes you overeat you get miserable He'd lie awake at night and dreaming about those meals that these other people were having. And toward the end of the trip, one of those passengers came up to him and said, Sir, I, I can't help but notice that you are always over there eating those cheese and crackers at mealtime. Why don't you come to the banquet hall and eat with us? Of course, this man was embarrassed. He said, well, because I only had enough money to buy the ticket, I don't have extra money to purchase any meals. And This passenger, of course, surprised at, you know, that statement. He said, sir, don't you realize that the meals are included in the price of the ticket? Your meals have already been paid for. Is it possible that, like this traveler, we're naive? We're naive that the ticket that was purchased for us is not a ticket just of cheese and crackers, although I like cheese and crackers once in a while. But it is a table, a banquet table. Is it possible that you're on your way to heaven today but you don't know what's been included in the price of your ticket? You see, every time we shrink back and say, Well, I can't do it. I don't have what it takes. You're eating cheese and crackers. Every time that you go around full of fear and worry and anxiety and you're uptight, you're eating Cheese and crackers. It's time to step up to the dining table of the Lord. Everything has been paid for. You are a child of God. The most high and just because something didn't work out on your way it does not change who you are I am a child of God you see if one dream dies dream another Dream again. If you get knocked down, get back up. I'm concerned that sometimes we stop dreaming and we sit in the corner rather than at the master's table. We settle for cheese and crackers. I have to cut it short because I'm going to ask my musicians to come. I'd like to get into all of the things that are on the table this morning, but I want to talk a little bit about life before death. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's got to be now. Now. Because on the other side, there's yeah, I mean. And I'm not just talking about, you know, millionaires. I'm simply talking about more than cheese and crackers. I want to read 2 Peter chapter 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. There is a point this is a gathering place. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to Life and godliness. You're not going to need godliness given to you. It's, it's a touchy one when you get to heaven because we will be like him. Period. He says, Now we're the sons of God. You know what I mean? Then we will be like him. So it's got to be that, you know, this power is for here. Now, through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and, and virtue, that man on that cruise had missed out on the table because he wasn't informed. My people are destroyed because they weren't informed. which has been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we may be partakers of divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world and that kind of lines up within the presence of mine enemies life in the here and now. We need to start believing in life before death. I don't know if you've heard this, this idea before, but there's an idea that you know well once I die it's all yours well I'm here to tell you that Jesus died and it's all yours and he's wanting to give from a warm hand and not a cold one. Thomas, see my hand. Main dish is grace, the provision, the character, the power. Smell the dishes. A table. There's wisdom for raising kids. We're gonna need it. There's promises in the book. Woo. Listen, God will provide a table. For you and your family and your kids in the midst of the enemies that are trying to steal or prevent the promised blessing of the Lord. I don't say and didn't say that my kids are never going astray. I said, by the grace of God, they're not going astray. Peace under pressure, faith in tragedy, comfort in bereavement. Healing when we're wounded. Yeah, stand with me this morning. You are not just a little bit saved, you are completely saved. You are not waiting for adoption papers to go through. Now. It's already been signed by the judge of all the earth and the head of the family. Yeah. But he says you got to come and you got to sit at my table. is spread in all of whatever (laughs) because it's more than just the universe, hallelujah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of I don't think you would qualify for this, but I don't know if you remember. Well, uh, let's see here. Maybe a couple of us can remember. The great singer that sang the song, dust on the Bible, dust on the Holy Word, the words of all the prophets and the saying of our Lord. There is no other book we find that can make salvation whole so get the dust off the bible and sit at the table of the lord give the lord a heart of praise this morning we are a chosen generation a royal priesthood of holy nation. He says that we ought to show forth the praises of him that has called us out of darkness into light. I believe that God wants us, you know, to walk as children of light. And I don't think that's, you know, just do's and don'ts. No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sorry what your schedule is, but my schedule is I got to go to the table of the Lord. Make the table of the Lord a priority. Make the table of the Lord a premium. Because there's not just the supply at the table. There is someone else at the table who wants to serve you, and he is the host of the table and gives the invitation. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your efforts. Don't waste your money when you can come instead of my table because the ticket includes it all amen let's do it this morning worship team hallelujah see listen this is not pie in the sky one day i'm going to have that But this is about life before death. Say no. Look for the table. Hallelujah. As we leave today, Father. We ask the Holy Spirit to cause that resurrection life. Flourish in the here and now. We ask for every promise that applies to life before death to come for the, to the forefront of our minds and our hearts and our thinking. I thank you, Lord, are raising up a standard by the Spirit, even though the enemy has been coming in like a flood. Dismissed and thank you today.